Good morning, guys. I thought it was crazy whenever Jess said that literally Christmas is a week away. I find as I am so old now that time really does, don't laugh, I'm very serious, time really does fly by. I mean, honestly, I cannot believe how quickly time goes. And I know right now maybe some people might look at me as, as, you know, not old, but I tell Allie, I'm like, you know, soon I really will be old, you know? And at that point, there is no going back. Like, time really is flying. We're on this train, and it doesn't slow down. So even though maybe some people might not consider me old, I'm like, I am old. Like, time is running out. It just feels like it's going quickly. I hope you guys like my decorations that I put up this morning. Um, Caleb said, this is exactly what it would look like when a man decorates for Christmas. If you're watching my podcast, I have like 500 feet of green wire just dangled everywhere. Um, It looks great. So I'm glad you guys like it. Um, You might see the point of it in in a little bit. But before we get started, um, I'm going to read you guys a Proverbs, and then um, we're going to move on from there, right? So we're going to read Proverbs 4, and we're going to start in verse 26, all right? This is the ESV version, and it says, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. I love that first part. Ponder the path of your feet. Ponder the path of your feet. So I want you guys to think on that, and um, we're going to come back to it, all right? So if you've been coming over the last few weeks, we, you know that we've been in this series based off of the Christmas carol. We've done a message called The Ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas future in this morning, or present, and this morning we're ending the series right before Christmas, the ghost of Christmas future. All right, now I'm sure many of you guys have seen the movie. Um, I started to rewatch a little bit of it when I got this idea to do the series, and I realized like, wow, that movie's a little bit odd. Like, I don't know if you guys thought the same thing, but especially when the ghosts show up, the things that they say, I'm like, this is a weird movie. I cannot believe I've already done two messages off of this series, but we're just going to run with it. All right. And there's this interesting part where, again, the ghost of Christmas future comes and he shows Ebenezer Scrooge his future. Now, obviously, his didn't seem too bright, but I wonder what does your future look like, all right? I want us to take a second and us to imagine if we were visited by the ghost of Christmas future, let's pretend it's an angel since we're in church, if we were just visited by this angel of the future and he showed you what your future looked like, what would it be? What would people say about you when you were gone? What type of legacy would you leave behind for your children? What would be left when you left. What does your future look like? Now, what if I told you that this morning I could teach you how to predict your future, all right? Don't leave, I don't have a crystal ball, it's nothing weird, all right? But what would you do if I told you you could predict your future? And honestly, I feel like many of you guys think that you already know how, because I hear people say things like this all the time. I should have known. 
Anyone ever said that? I should have known. I should have seen this coming. Why didn't I do things differently? I should have known. It seems like many of us, if not all of us, have been in that position before, and we thought we should have been able to predict our future. If you've never said that, I know something that you definitely have said is they should have known. (laughs) They should have known. They should have seen that coming. Maybe you have a friend or a family member that um, you know you tried to give a hint to. You've tried to show them the red flag. And in your eyes, it's like a train wreck waiting to happen. It's like two cars in slow motion getting ready to collide. And when you try to mention it, they just won't listen, you know, and inevitably, when it finally happens, when the train wrecks, when the cars collide, what happens? They are shocked. They're like, I can't believe he left me. I can't believe he cheated on me. I can't believe I didn't get the return on my investment. I can't believe I'm in debt. And you're like, really? (laughs) because I've been telling you all along. Like, you you don't know how you're in debt because everybody else does. You know, I've been telling you that he was gonna leave you for months and he finally did. And it's a lot easier sometimes for us to see the train wreck in someone else's life. It's a lot easier for us to see the cars about to collide But I think we also have that same ability to see it in our lives because we say the phrase, I should have seen it coming. And I think the reason why many of us say that phrase, why we've been there before, is because somewhere along the path, somewhere along the road, we saw a red flag. Somewhere along the road, someone made a hint, someone made a comment, and we chose to ignore it. We knew that there was a possible outcome and we said things are gonna be different for me. So why is it that you can see what other people can't see and other people can see what you can't see? I think it's because many of us choose not to look. We're in a car, headed down a road, on a path and when people point things out, when comments are made, we refuse to look and we say things are going to be different for me. Things are gonna be different for me and I wonder if maybe we're not all that surprised. I wonder if Ebenezer wasn't all that surprised when he saw his future. You know, it's like what did he expect? from the way that he treated people to the life that he was creating, what did he expect when he finally arrived at the destination? I think many of us are headed down a path, we're headed in a direction, and then we act as though we're surprised at the destination. Well, here's a um, good quote for you guys. Direction determines destination. Your direction will always determine your destination. And what I notice is so many of us, we get on a highway, we get on a road, a path in our life, and we get on going south and we go, you know what? I know everyone says I can't get to Georgia this way, but things will be different for me. You know, no one debates that your direction determines your destination when it comes to our vehicles, but we argue it when it comes to our lives. 
And we go, things are gonna be different for me. I, I know they said this happened to, to this person, to that person, but it's gonna be different for me. But in reality, your direction will always determine your destination. And the best way to predict your future, like I said, I'm gonna teach you how to predict your future. The best way to predict your ultimate future is to look at your current direction. To look at the path that you're standing on, the one that your feet is planted on, and where is it leading? Where is that path leading you? Where is the direction taking you? Because I notice so many of us, we all want greatness. We say things like, you know, I want to be humble. I want to be generous. I want to be wise. We all have these, you know, great attributes that we want to be known for. We want to raise our kids in. But yet many of us get on the turnpike going south and hope that we end up north, not realizing that our, our direction truly is determined by our destination. In Proverbs 5, there's this um, story of an immoral woman. And I'm going to talk about it from a different perspective than I've ever heard people mention it. You know, they're always talking about stay clear from the immoral woman. And yes, I agree. But I'm going to read this verse um, out of chapter 5. It's verse 6. And it says, she gives no thought to the way of life. Her path wanders aimlessly, but she does not know it. What this woman would do is she would go out into the streets when her husband was away on business and she would seduce attractive men back into her home. And it seems like she was after excitement and entertainment and pleasure, but yet she didn't realize that she was wandering aimlessly on a path. So many of us are chasing things, hoping that we're headed in the right direction. In Proverbs 7, when they refer to the same immoral woman, it's verse 27, it says, her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. And it's like, man, you know for a fact that she did not have the intentions of being on a highway towards the grave. Her house is a highway. Obviously, it's not a literal highway. He's talking um, figuratively about how everything that she does, how her home, the way that she lives, is creating a path. It's creating a direction, and you're doing the same thing in your life. Maybe you don't struggle with anything sexual, or maybe you do, but the truth is you're creating a home that turns into a highway. And the question is, where is it headed? Where is the path leading you? Because if you're not heading in the right direction, you're going to be completely upset with the destination. And that's what completely changed Scrooge's outlook on life is when he took a look at the destination and he goes, maybe I should change my direction. I wonder what really does your destination look like? What is the legacy that you're leaving? What does your future entail? Do you need to change your direction? Do you need to possibly get on a different path? Everything that she was doing, she thought she was doing it for pleasure and excitement, but in reality, it was leading her to the grave. She was on a highway to hell. I would sing the song, but
but we're in church. And also, if I start singing, they're going to want me on the worship team, and I'm going to have to lead every week, and I'm already very busy, all right? So, so I'm not going to sing. We're, we're just going to breeze right on by, all right? Because I don't want to take Christina's spot, all right? Because I'll learn how to play piano, and I'll, I'll take her spot. I'm just messing. <laughs> I, I don't want to sing, and you don't want me to sing, all right? But your current direction is a great indicator to your ultimate future. Your current direction is a great indicator to your ultimate future. You actually have the ability to predict what your future looks like morally, financially, spiritually, relationally. You have the ability to predict what it will look like and you have the ability to predict what you will leave for your children. You have the opportunity to create a better future, but it completely hinges on what path your feet are standing on and what direction you're traveling. Because I want you to end up at a good destination. I wanna, I wanna end up at a good destination where I know I've left a legacy for my children to where my ceiling is truly their floor. That's what I want and that's what I desire, but the way that I get there is to be a good steward of where I'm walking. And so many of us, I think we really are like this immoral woman. Maybe you're not seducing people while your spouse is at work, I sure hope not but maybe you're walking around aimlessly. Maybe you're not realizing where your path is actually leading you. You think you're chasing success or entertainment or pleasure, but in reality, it's all meaningless under the sun. It's leading you towards the grave. If you were visited by the ghost, I really would want it to bring you great joy. You know, I think about what I would desire my future to look like, and I hope if I was visited by the ghost of Christmas future that I would be filled with joy and peace to see what I had left behind. And I would want you to be filled with that same joy, that same excitement of the legacy that you've left to where your children literally stand on your ceiling to where it's a, a vision that's cast of a direction that you're meant to travel. I want you to have um, you know, just the desire to cast a vision for that direction, for that destination. You know, They say a man without a vision is a man without a future, and a man without a future will always return to his past. I've seen so many people say, I don't want to be greedy like my dad was. I don't want, I don't want to be angry like, like my brother. I don't, I don't want to end up like this. And, and they say these, these goals, they say these desires of a destination, but then a year down the road, two years down the road, they look just like what they said they didn't want to be. And we claim, you know, I, I want to be known I wanna be known for my generosity, but then the path that we travel down is one of stinginess. And we go, I, I wanna be known as an honorable person, but yet our house is a house of gossip. 
and we go, well, I'm just gonna be known for being honorable, my children are gonna be honorable, and then when something happens at work, when something happens with your coworker or with your family member, you talk, 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 talk. And you go, well, I know I'm going south, but it's gonna be different for me, I'm gonna end up north. Yeah, I, I know I, I, I just don't have enough money to give right now. I just, I'm just not able to help that person, but, but I wish the best for them. Lord says that that's evil to walk by someone and not help them, to wish the best for them. He says that that's evil. And yet many of us are going down I-75 south, going, you know what? One day we're going to end up north. That's where we're gonna end up. And it sounds so silly, but in reality, we spend our lives aimlessly walking around on the wrong path. I want you to cast a vision for the direction so that you can stay on task, so that you can stay walking in the right direction. Andy Stanley tells this story about how when he was a little kid, when he was just a little Andy, and his dad, when he gave him his allowance, he would give it to him in $1 bills. And it would start out with $10 and he would give Andy his allowance. And he'd go, okay, here's your $10, what do you do first? And Andy goes, well, 10%, $1 is God's, $1 is the church's, okay? And then I take another 10% and I, and I save it. And Andy talks about how his monthly allowance increased he eventually got a job. The amount continued to increase, but the percentage never decreased. He lived a life to where he gave first, he saved second, and then he lived on the rest. He created, his dad created a legacy of generosity. He created a legacy. He cast a vision of a direction. I've heard Andy talk about how he didn't have to struggle with greed the way that many people do is because from a young age, he was taught, he was put on a path and sent down a direction to understand what it means to give, save, and live on the rest. I don't know about you guys, but stories like that just get me so excited. Like I lay in bed at night thinking of ways to cast a vision for Beniah of ways to teach him, hey, this is the path to be on. This is the direction to walk because so many of us just go around aimlessly hoping, well, I think I'm gonna end up at my destination. You know, I'm, I don't really look at a GPS, don't really follow directions, but I just get in my car and drive and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna show up where I wanna be. You know, we're like, I'm gonna be the best parent. I've never had any coaching, never read a parenting book, but I'm gonna be so good. <laughs> I'm going to be the best spouse. We don't go to counseling. We don't read any books, but we're going to be the best. It sounds silly when you say it out loud, and yet many of us live our lives that way. We get in our car, we turn it on, and we just drive from place to place to place. We hope, well, one day I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to be, but the sad truth is that's actually not the case. The sad truth is many of us, if we were visited by the ghost of Christmas future, we would see that our direction actually does determine our destination. 
I want you to leave a great legacy for not only you, but for your children and their children because what we do today really does matter. What we do today really does carry weight. That's why Proverbs 22 says to direct your children onto the right path. Direct them onto the right path and when they're older, they will not leave it. We've got to raise them in the way to go, cast a vision for the direction that they're meant to walk so that one day they will not depart from it. When Andy got older, he did not depart from it. He instilled that same direction, that same path into his children. It was a legacy that kept on giving. What we do today truly does matter. And that's why, the amazing general of the North Armies, Maximus, says, what, <laughs> that was a joke, no one's laughing. <laughs> what we do in life echoes in eternity. What we do in life echoes in eternity. We were at a friend's house this week and the topic of movies came up and they were talking about their favorite movies and, and their favorite genres. And I said, well, you know how to tell if a movie is going to be the best movie, right? Do you know how to tell if it's going to be a classic? And I said, (laughs) I can't believe I'm telling this at church. I said, it has to start with the passing of the lead role's family. I was like, if the lead role doesn't lose his wife and children, it's probably not gonna be a good movie. I was like, just look at Gladiator, Braveheart. I was like, this is the essence of a great movie. And people didn't agree with me, and and that's fine. Maybe you don't. It's okay to be wrong. We still love you. And I'm I'm literally, I'm just serious, all right? (laughs) I'm totally serious. I think that's literally what creates a great movie. But it's true, whether you love Gladiator or not, you should, because it's the best movie ever made. Um, What Maximus said is true. What we do in life truly echoes in eternity. And I think that's why Jesus said to store your heavens, store your treasure not on earth where rust and moth can destroy it, where thieves can steal it, but store it in heaven where neither moth or rust, where thieves can't steal. Store it somewhere where it's going to last. Store it somewhere where it's going to spend forever because I don't know about you, I really wanna hear one day, well done, my good and faithful servant. And hearing those words is completely dependent on what I do. And I'm not you know, preaching a works theology, but faith without works is dead. And what I do in life truly echoes in eternity. Paul put it this way in um, Philippians 3, verse 13, and um, he's talking about he has not yet achieved perfection, and this is verse 13. He says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not yet achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. You know, you gotta imagine this is the guy that used to drag women and children out on the street and kill them for believing in God. Do you know what that would have been like to live with that? To all of a sudden be going to these churches and teaching the gospel that you spent your life persecuting? 
I've heard some scholars even argue that, that Paul killed more Christians than Nero himself. He spent his life killing the very people that he eventually tries to create. Can you imagine what it would have been like to live with that type of past and to walk into his type of future? And he says, but I focus on forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Maybe you didn't you know, raise your children like Andy's dad raised him, and maybe you didn't do a great job of instilling principles, but guess what? There's still time that lies ahead. And we have to be people that forget the past and move forward into the future. Because I hear there's a God that is creating all things new. And I want you to be a part of a great future. I want you to catch a glimpse of your legacy and to be filled with joy and peace because you know it's not just gonna end with, their, with your children, but it will pass on to their children and theirs behind them. I want you to create principles, to create a direction that will lead them to an amazing destination. Because what we do in life truly does echo in eternity. I'll finally show you what this rope is, okay guys? I know you're very curious. Um, this actually is our Christmas decorations. No, I'm just kidding, all right. Has anyone ever seen the Avengers movies? If you have, it'll make a little bit more sense. If you haven't, I'm a great communicator and I'll explain it to you anyway. That's also a joke. All right, so I want you to imagine for a second that your life, this is your timeline of your life. All right, and if you've seen the Avengers, you know, the, the whole Loki um, series, that is like the coolest series to me. If you guys haven't watched that, Family Time, it's better than any Christmas movie, I'm sorry. Those things have the same plot every time. Go home and watch the Loki series, right? That's legit, all right? But anyway, it's all about timelines and you know, changing between time periods. And there's this timeline of your life that continues. This is the start and it just keeps on going. This is your life, it just keeps on going and going and going and there is no end to it. It starts, but there's no end. And so many of us are wise investors, we're good stewards. Um, so if you see this right here, these lines um, represent decades. So, you know, we spend our time learning and we, we work real hard, we work real hard and we save and we put away and then this one eighth of an inch, we live carefree, baby. We live carefree. Not realizing that these four inches are our time on earth. And then this is what our eternity looks like. Your life keeps on going and going and going, and I wonder, how are you living your life? Are you investing in this eighth of an inch? Are you walking around aimlessly? Or are you investing in what will be eternal? Are you leaving a legacy that's not going to end right here, but it's going to pass on forever? Because life is going to be long. As short as it feels now, as quickly as it goes, life is going to be long. And I don't know about you, but I wanna live a life 
to where I hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Where I receive rewards on this side for things that I did on this side. You can't expect to walk around aimlessly, to do whatever you know floats your boat, not realizing that you're walking down a road towards the grave and you might be disappointed when you take a glimpse of what your future actually looks like. I want you to store up treasures in heaven because where your treasure is there, your heart will also be. I want you to store up treasures that will last, but it comes down to the path that your feet are standing on, the direction that you're traveling because your direction determines your ultimate future. Proverbs 3.6 says, seek his will in all you do and he will show you the path to take. So much of the time it can feel so confusing. You know, what should I do, God? Who should I be? Should I do this? Should I do that? And, and scripture is actually really clear that when you seek after his will to please him and him alone, he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you what it takes to walk forward. Not necessarily that he'll grant your current desires, but he'll give you new desires of your heart. He'll show you which path to walk down. So if you're ever curious which way you should go, if you're really following Jesus, if you really wanna please him more than you please yourself, you can just trust what you want to do. Because if you trust what you want to do and you're trusting in the one that gave you what you want to do, you'll not only be doing what you want to do, but you'll be doing what he wants you to do. That's a tongue twister. You guys can try that later. Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Again, this life can be confusing It can be hard and it can be rough and we can feel lost. We can feel like we've made the wrong turn, like we got off and like we're heading down the wrong direction. And scripture says, hey, it's his word that's a light. So many of us, again, we're heading south not realizing that this is our GPS. We're aimlessly walking and we've never looked at a map. And God goes, hey, this word will be a light to your feet. It will light up the path to make sure that you're walking in the right direction. So I want you to think over this holiday season, especially if you have kids, if you're going to have kids, if you have grandkids, great grandkids, whatever it might be, I want you to try to think of ways to cast a vision for the direction that they're meant to walk. Think of games, think of principles, think of ways that you can cast a vision to create a heavenly direction, all right? I know Christmas is fun and it's great and we open gifts, but anytime there's a holiday, anytime that there's family time and there's um, traditions, think of ways to create a tradition that will impact them and guide them onto the right path because it is your responsibility It is your responsibility to guide them on the right path so that they don't depart from it. If you never put them on the right one, they're never gonna be able to stay there. So think of ways, pray about it, talk to your spouse, read books, 
Did you guys know that one book on average takes 10 years to write? So that when you read a book, you receive 10 years of knowledge. I think you should be reading at least one book a month. That's 120 years of knowledge per year. So I don't want you to walk around aimlessly. I want you to realize that your direction determines your destination. I'm gonna pray for you guys and we're gonna go. So God, thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us and guiding us. I ask that you would show us, that you would light the path to our feet, that you would show us what direction we're traveling. We don't wanna be like the immoral woman who just goes left to right, not realizing where she's walking, what direction she's going, but God, will you give us insight, understanding, and wisdom to chase after you, to walk on the right path, to lead our children in the right direction, so that when the day comes, when we enter into our real future, we won't just be leaving the way that we came, but we'll be leaving a legacy for our children and their children. Will you bless everyone here? Will you guide them, communicate them? May we be closer to you next week than we are this week. In your name, amen. Thank you guys for coming. Stay around, chat. Um, Remember, we don't have church on Sunday. It's on Saturday for our Christmas Eve service at two o'clock. So we'd love to have you guys bring your family if they're in town, whatever it might be, and, and we'll see you then. All right, have a good day.